How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. This is a webcast, a podcast about wrestling. And this week, we have a very special episode for you. It is going to be on wrestling weddings. And Leonard, why don't you tell everybody how we came upon this topic and why? Well, it is because I myself am getting married. Uh, At the time of this recording, we're less than a month out from that wedding and my fiance Jenny who I've mentioned I think a few times on the program she actually said to me well have there been weddings in wrestling and I said yeah quite quite a few actually so that's where the topic comes from is is that and I wanted to give a huge tip of the top hat to Chad because this past weekend from the time of this recording we had my bachelor party and he came all the way in from New Jersey to Columbus Ohio for that drove eight hours but so 16 hours both ways to do that to come in um it was about eight guys i was surprised to see him i did not know he was coming in my best man craig arranged everything i kind of had an idea of what we might do there were some surprises um i gave him a list of every guy who was invited to the wedding on my side contact And at one point he said, yeah, it seems like half of it's going to be guys we went to high school with and the other half is going to be your wrestling friends. And I went in my head, I went, well, I don't think Chad's coming in from New Jersey. Nah, he ain't coming in. And then he showed up and totally surprised me. And I was so happy to see him. And it was one of the best weekends I've I've ever had. Well, it was mostly, you know, on Saturday. But, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I found it funny that a lot of things that we did, you just said to me, man, we don't have this in New Jersey. We don't have anything like this in New Jersey. <laughs> so uh, in brief, you know, and it's nice that in everything we did, I can I can comment on in public. We didn't do anything no. that, that shady. So we went to a barcade, which is a bar that has an arcade, all free play video games, pinball machines, um, TVs that hold, had old game systems hooked up to them. Uh, we went to Rodigio, which is a brazilian steakhouse which guys come around with meats on sticks and shave shave it for you right on your plate some of the best food you'll ever have and uh we all got the meat sweats and we smoked some cigars and we went to a columbus clippers game which is the triple a affiliate for the now cleveland guardians and we went to a bar called the keg and whistle which is where you get a wristband and you have like a wall of beers and wines and ciders and the chip on the wristband you hold it to the panel and it basically turns it on you can pour however much you want and you pay for however much you drank you know by ounce and that was a really cool setup and then we went to a place called pins where we did duck pin bowling and i was very surprised by the fact that there was a wedding party there including the bride in dress doing duck yeah. pin bowling right down from us and then when we got back to the hotel, one of my groomsmen, Dan Weber, friend of the show, got me a bottle of Glenlivet, uh, which we opened and had a couple snorts of before finally drifting off sometime after 3.30 in the morning. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was late for me. I think it late was, for yeah. all of us at this age. 
Uh, and then uh, Chad got going in the morning, but uh, me and a couple of the guys went and got brunch. And it was just a fantastic time. And as I said, now the wedding's coming up. And unfortunately, Chad won't be able to come in for the wedding or his family. And, and the best to you guys. And Sorry that you won't be able to make it. Um, and just to mention, anyone out there watching this program, we are registered at Amazon and Target. <laughs> Doesn't hurt to plug. That's a good plug. Um, yeah, no, it was a great time. And uh, uh, yeah, a lot of things that were really fun to do that I would, you know, want to do myself at this age uh yeah nothing nothing inappropriate which is good uh, you know i mean at our age uh you know it doesn't you know it, they didn't really have the same uh you know coolness as it might once have yeah but, sure. uh, not, not to get into yeah. detail the only thing we didn't do is there was talk of going to uh the casino there's a hollywood casino in columbus but there's no hotel at the casino so we decided to, and the casino is way out from everything else we were doing. So we, we decided to ditch the casino. So I've yet to go to the casino in Columbus, but that's on my list. Yeah. And uh, had, had that been a thing, uh, I'm not good at gambling. So that probably would, and especially if I had been drinking. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a really great time. I enjoyed it. It was well worth the trip. Uh, it was really cool to meet all of Leonard's friends, especially Ronnie, which we mentioned in the previous episode. Right. Uh, but I finally got to meet Ronnie, and uh, of course, all the other guys were great as well. Good food, good drinks, and uh, yeah, it was a great weekend. Obviously, I wish you and Jenny the best. Um, I I wish that we could be there, but uh, I know you'll have a great time. So we will uh, see if our schedule is affected in any way. But Leonard said he was going to take his equipment on his honeymoon. He assured me of that. So because I want to get divorced as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yes. and then i can get remarried and have another bachelor party we do it all over again oh yeah you, you just need to tell her like hold off on the scuba diving i need to record this show um so <laughs> anywho weddings are our theme this week and uh wrestling weddings have been around for a long time um i i think that you know they're better served if done every once in a while if there is a very specific and very important storyline that needs to be told i think that weddings serve a purpose and can be fun chaotic high jinky type things to see on a on a television show um but uh but yeah so leonard uh, what do you think of wrestling weddings overall you know there have probably been more wrestling weddings than people think of it certainly was when I looked at this list. And like I said, that was just a list that was, was not all, you know, was not complete as of today. Uh, and I think the interesting one was the first one they had listed. And I think it's the first one that, you know, I found, which we'll talk about. It was from Tuesday Night Titans, the wrestling variety shows on the USA Network back when this man was first trying to go national and first trying to break professional wrestling out of the mold it had been in and invent sports entertainment. And weddings are usually a big deal for any movie or television show. It's something you do during sweeps on TV to pop up a rating. It's interesting to note that WWE has had the most weddings, and the most of those either featured Stephanie McMahon or came from when she was in charge of creative and wanted to do to move everything to a more soap opera type vein. True. And so um Wrestling weddings are also very formulaic, formulaic, 
you know the word I mean. I've not been drinking. That was that was Coke Zero earlier. You saw me drinking a liquid. Uh, most of the time, they get interrupted with a big surprise reveal. The cake gets destroyed. The wedding dress gets ripped. A fight breaks out. And with that, it's interesting that that probably the wrestling wedding that everyone remembers, and we'll get we'll get to that. I, I I'll I'll skip over my thoughts there. But it's a wedding where nothing really bad happens at the wedding itself. It happens at the reception after. Um, but uh, and then again, we'll we'll get to that as we go. But I think you've got the, that list. As I said, I think there's a few more not on there, which I could mention. So yeah, this I'm, is anxious, be kind to, I'm of anxious to find out what they are because okay, I, so so this is going to be kind of a very free form uh, yeah. uh, type of type of thing. But the the very first one, which which I mentioned from Tuesday Night Titans, which uh, I'm sure yeah. uh, Chad has a little more info on, uh, was uh, from what 1984. Correct. I'll let you intro that. Yeah, it's uh, Tuesday Night Titans, December 18th, 1984. It is between Paul Vachon, Butcher Vachon, and Ophelia. So there was only heel personalities in attendance. Captain Lou Albano was in attendance. He objected to the wedding at first, but then uh, had no problems once he found out Ophelia wasn't a virgin. So uh, Dr. D. David Schultz would, uh, would interrupt the wedding uh and enter the ring after the vows were exchanged and he you know would body slam the groom and then at the reception dr d started a food fight so i had never seen this obviously live i would have been two at the time but uh i did watch clips of this and when it started i was like oh god this is gonna be a slog captain lou albano was so annoying so annoying during the clip of this he would not like i feel like that man can't stop talking like and then the food fight happens. <laughs> then the food fight is hilarious and really funny to watch. Vince McMahon is like hosting it. And like he like you, it's like a shoot laughter by everybody involved. So that's why it was fun to watch. So I would watch it just simply for the food fight afterwards. Uh, but yeah, Butcher Vachon, Ophelia, not necessarily people that any of us remember. We might remember Mad Dog Vachon, who was there. But, uh, yeah, so what do you think? Paul Vachon and Ophelia. Yeah, uh, I watched clips of this as well. And I, I, the note that I had here was the idea that this felt more like a Three Stooges bit with all the pie throwing. Yeah, like yeah. if the Three Stooges had a wedding short, it would be more like this. Where we mentioned a lot of the ones we're going to talk about later are more like um, a soap opera tension drama he can't marry you because he's married to me type of stuff right where this was and this was very much i think where vince mcmahon's humor is and yeah. a lot of what they were trying to do with tnt and a lot of what they were trying to do with the idea of sports entertainment here and going national was to do this kind of corny humor and 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 you get that here so this feels like a three stooges type wedding and the next wedding on the list i think is in this in this vein as well yeah and so the next wedding was Saturday night's main event, October 3rd, 1985 in East Rutherford, New Jersey, between Uncle Elmer and Joyce. So this was the second edition of Saturday night's main event. And, you know, when the audience was asked if anybody objected, Roddy Piper came out and said that the wrestling ring was no place to get married and insulted Uncle Elmer and the rest of the family. Hillbilly Jim was there, obviously, um, on commentary, <laughs> Jesse Ventura. Uh, was hilarious and you know said that when uncle elmer and joyce 
went into Kiss. It looked like two carp going after the same ear of corn, which which I thought was funny. And uh, yeah, so the night ended at the reception and Ventura would get up to do a poem and kind of insult the, uh, the, the groom, Uncle Elmer, but then he would end up going face first into the wedding cake. And um, what's crazy about this wedding is that it was real. Like this was an actual wedding. And, um, but, you know, while that's interesting, I don't remember much about Uncle Elmer, but uh, what's interesting to me was the table of Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Paul Orndorff, and Jesse Ventura. Like an otter table you couldn't find anywhere. And, you know, I guess at one point, Jesse Ventura and Hogan had the chance to feud, but that really never happened. And uh, it's just, it was just a weird, a weird visual to see all those guys at the same table. But yeah, Uncle Elmer and Joyce, Leonard. Yes. Well, this was one I actually didn't, didn't rewatch. I vaguely know about it. Um, again, you talk about Saturday Night's main event, and they were trying to make all those early ones. They all had a central theme. Like there was like the one where they went to Oktoberfest and I think one where they had a Christmas party. And so this was one where they had a wedding and Uncle Elmer was a plowboy Frazier and was big in the Memphis area. And Jim Cornette talks about, about him and how Vince, that's really a sign of how much Vince man was just snapping up whoever he could during this period. Yeah. And the people were like, he, he hired Plowboy Frazier. He gave a contract to Plowboy Frazier. <laughs> and of course, it was the idea that Vince Mann and Jim Cornette talked about this on his podcast, loves hillbillies, loves the hillbilly gimmick. And uh, not only was there Hillbilly Jim and Uncle Elmer, there was Cousin Luke at that time. The hillbillies had a family. So again, you know, the idea of what I talked about before, it's popping a rating. And I think with Saturday Night's main event, they had an idea of, we want these to have themes. We want these to have things that would pop a rating. And there you go. There's where the wedding comes from. Right. So from 1985, we would not see another one for six years. And that would occur at SummerSlam 1991, August 26th in New York, New York. And that would be between Randy Savage and miss elizabeth and this was the first one that i remember seeing as a kid uh, i was certainly enthralled by miss elizabeth and randy savage having an on-screen reunion at wrestlemania 7 and so randy savage would propose to her and then they would have this wedding now nothing happened during the ceremony but next the following week the reception was shown and jake roberts would present a gift which would be a cobra <laughs> Uh, the Undertaker would hit Savage on the head with the urn, and then a huge feud would develop between Roberts and Savage, which obviously was highlighted by Randy Savage getting bit by the Cobra in the ring, which is a great story told on many podcasts. So that this was a big one, and I, you know, being a big fan of Randy Savage and Elizabeth, I just remember this part of SummerSlam being dreadfully dull, because, you know, we're used to seeing something happen during the wedding, and really nothing happened. It was just a wedding and they were already married. And in reality, this was on the downslide of their real life relationship. Yeah. So it, in retrospect, it's actually kind of bittersweet, kind of sad for me to look at this. But, uh, but it did happen. And this was the 
promotion surrounding SummerSlam 91. So Leonard, what are your thoughts? You know, I like the idea, even though it was boring, that they just let this be a wedding, that there wasn't anything at the wedding itself. You're in and that mode, though, right? You're in that wedding mode, so you probably look... Yeah, maybe that's good. why. <laughs> but I think it was earned. You know, the relationship yeah. between Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth was five years in the making from the moment they came into the promotion. Yeah. And, of course, they had already been married, but this was them getting, you know, married on screen. And I think it is kind of ironic that this took place shortly before their own actual divorce. Um, but I think they had earned having a wedding. I think if there had been a disruption that the fans really would have turned on it. I think because of that long storyline, how it played off, I think they, they, and I keep saying earn, but yeah, that's the word I like. They earned that moment. And, and even though it was boring, I think it was like, earn was used by the undertaker. Yes. Yes. The you are in. <laughs> uh and actually i showed a couple of clips to jenny earlier today and this was one of them and she actually thought it was sweet the it was the reception not the wedding but we watched the reception and oh. how they were dancing and i said i was gonna wear the macho man's tux to our wedding that, hey and she, she said she liked the hat she liked the hat and um you know like they were feeding each other the cake and they were doing the the toss of the bouquet and it was all you know, standard stuff. And then when they were going to open presents, Jenny was like, so there's something in that box, right? And I go, yeah. So then the snake comes out and you get that moment. So you have to have something that builds. Yeah. And of course, it did lead to a great feud between Savage and Roberts, which didn't have, I don't think, a great payoff. Um, I agree. We should talk about this Tuesday in Texas sometime as like a lost pay-per-view or do a rebook of this Tuesday in Texas or something like that. Because yep. I've always been fascinated by this Tuesday in Texas. And, I, and I've seen this Tuesday in Texas. I would need to rewatch re it. but I need to rewatch anyway. it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, 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 but anyway, I, you know, this was one of those few weddings that mostly it was sweet. There was like at the very end an angle build off of it. And think about it. This is probably the only major pay-per-view I can think of where the main event, quote unquote, while they were building the show around wasn't a match. Right. It was something it was something else that was completely unique. The match made in heaven. And yeah. then what was the and then the match made in hell? That was the main event. Was that that was that taker and somebody? I'd have to go look. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I would have to look. Well, I'll post yeah. a picture. Um, yeah, post a picture of, 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 of who that was. But but anyway, I think that's one of the most memorable weddings, even though as we're talking about, it was kind of dull. Yeah. And you know, yeah, the payoff was great. Um, you know, it was just it, the WrestleMania seven moment was great. And then the proposal was really cool to see as well. Um, and, and the wedding maybe could have been trimmed a little bit, but Hey, it was cool in retrospect, you know, just because those two characters were so well presented. Um, so that was in 91. We wouldn't see another one for eight years. Um, and then we would see a bunch. So WWE raw April 26, 1999, Stephanie McMahon and the undertaker. It was an unholy ceremony that took place at the height of the Vince McMahon-Steve Austin feud. Undertaker kidnapped Stephanie and forced her into a dark marriage to please the higher power. The ceremony was presided over by Paul Bearer while Stephanie was in a black dress and attached to the Undertaker's sacrificial symbol. The Undertaker's corporate ministry prevented Stephanie from being saved, but Steve Austin was able to interrupt the ceremony. He was thanked by his new friend, Vince McMahon, who a few weeks later was revealed as the higher power 
to read this is ridiculous, but when it was on, I was fully invested in what was going on. I was, I was like, oh man, who's going to save her? Will it be Austin? Why would he save Stephanie? Like, I was fully invested in what was going on here. I love the corporate ministry satanic undertaker character. I really, really do. Despite the cartoonishness of some of the angles, I just think the undertaker never looked more evil than he did then. Uh, but yeah, this was, this was fun. I didn't even have to rewatch this one because I remember it so vividly in my mind. Um, Stephanie on that symbol. And this was a really young Stephanie uh but she played her part really well too so leonard what are your thoughts yeah i mean this is one of the most iconic most well-remembered um moments uh of raw of all time and several people have talked about it on their different podcasts especially the idea of you had austin making the save and it does it is kind of plausible because it's the Undertaker is a bigger threat than Vince McMahon. Right. That that the Vince McMahon is just, I don't like the guy. The Undertaker is an unholy demon forcing this young lady to marry him. But it's also and the female it. part of it, right? Like the fact that, you know, Steve yeah. Austin is his own guy, but he doesn't want to see anything happen to a young female. Right, right, right. There's a certain code of conduct here and right. how, of course, saving his daughter Vince McMahon is now feels gratitude towards Austin and then they shoot that with him being the higher power right now as a kid watching this I always thought well I was a teenager since a kid's teenager that I always thought the higher power was going to be Jake Roberts I don't know I that anybody well I shouldn't say anybody I certainly didn't see it being McMahon because that seemed too yeah. obvious to me. Like, it's yeah, yeah. I never thought it was going to be Vince. I always thought it was going to be Jake Roberts because, you know, Jake would, it made sense. He had the history with Austin coming from that would have been ring. epic if it was. Yeah. I guess the and rumor would, was it was going to be um, Christopher Daniels. Yes. Yeah. Which, which, which would have been odd. completely out of left field because <laughs> yeah. Daniels is not established how much how much would his legacy be different think about this for a second if he had been revealed as the higher power like just well first i think it would have been who the hell is that right yeah <laughs> and then it would be what you would do from that point right the only other person i could think of would be kevin sullivan that would have been a good one too yeah because, because again he he had a, a a history and a background of being that kind of guy. So, you know, like a Satan worshiper and all this stuff. So, right. Yeah. But I, I, again, this is just one of those iconic moments. And you can see how we transitioned from the comedy stuff to the soap opera stuff. Yeah. Where we're at now with, with this one. And yeah, so let's get on to our next one. It would be uh, only a handful of months later, November 29th, 1999, on Raw, Stephanie McMahon and Test. And this is arguably the most well-known uh, segment involving a wedding that, that ever has happened. Uh, so this was going to be a, a good ceremony, uh, genuine. I think they might have been dating in real life. I, I, you know, I forget all that stuff. But um, Vince McMahon said that if Triple H or any members of DX ruined the ceremony, they'd be fired. So when the crowd, sat, the crowd was asked if anybody objected, Triple H appeared and showed a film. 
which was the next wedding between Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. It shows during the bachelorette party, Stephanie was drugged. Triple H drove her through a wedding chapel drive through and got married, even though she was unconscious. Um, and then that would go on to be at the next pay-per-view uh, Armageddon, I believe. Vince fought Triple H with a stipulation that if he won, the marriage would be annulled. Um, not Armageddon. That was a different match. But uh, during the match, Stephanie turned on her father and the McMahon-Helmsley era was uh, started after that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is another one I didn't have to rewatch because I just remember this one so vividly in my mind. Stephanie played the part so well, both as a, you know, genuine bride and then eventually as a heel. Um, Triple H was was great in this era. Uh, You know, Test came up on the with the shit end of the stick (laughs) at the end of the day. Um, You know, rest in peace to him. Obviously, I liked Test a lot actually as far as that goes uh but you know he his character didn't really have much place to go after this no he kind of became a fifth wheel to everything else that was going on here yeah but this was and again that, there's no more memorable wedding so yeah i mean the reveal i think is super memorable people remember that and once again here you have the setup being one thing and then you get a swerve a few weeks later vince mcmahon turns on austin steph turns on her own dad and of course you know, Steph and Triple H are married in real life and have been for, for years and they have right. kids and it all kind of came from this, you know, angle being a thing. And again, it's the soap opera element to it. It's the idea of, of a swerve as the payoff. Um, it, so it, it's similar to the one that, that, that we talked about. But yeah, these are the memorable ones. And I think because these were so memorable and these pop so much of a rating, I think the next several that we're going to talk about are a direct result of, hey, this worked, let's keep trying it. Right. And um, the the next one, if we're going in chronological order, actually occurred on WCW, who which is a company that didn't have a ton of weddings. But yeah, well, I uh, think this might be the only, only one, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, this was between Stacey Keebler and David Flair. Um occurred on Monday Nitro, September 11th, 2000. And uh, so what would happen, the, the precursor to this was that Stacey Keebler was pregnant and it was apparently David Flair's baby, but she stopped the wedding to inform David Flair that it was not his baby. And, uh, you know, David Flair went on a rampage trying to find the identity of the real father. He was convinced it was Buff Bagwell, but the storyline was eventually abandoned. And from what I have read, We never found out who the father was, not that anyone cares, but um, the most interesting part of this to me um, was Stacey Keebler, who was just, I mean, she's just gorgeous here. She she really, really is. You know, there's no other way to say it. Um, And it was interesting that her real parents brought her out. I found that fascinating. It has to be her real parents because they look like her. So, or rather she looks like them. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, Rick Flair was there. Arn Anderson was there. I don't have much else to say about this one, Leonard. Do you? No, the only thing I would say here is that the previous two we talked about was very much part of the Vince Russo era and that this too is also a Vince Russo joint. Right. Yeah. And it would lead to, I believe it was between David Flair and Bob Bagwell. I, I forget what they called it. I think they called it a DNA match. It was basically a first blood <laughs> match. David Flair was trying to get blood from Bagwell to do a DNA test. And he like came to the ring with like swabs in the Petri dish. <laughs> we're just ridiculous uh, stuff 
But again, again, that's the mark of Russo as well. Oh, this isn't working. Let's just cut it. So yeah. it had no revolution. Just horrible. So yeah. uh, the, although we're concentrating on weddings, there are quite a, quite a few renewing of vows ceremonies uh, that would occur in wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, on February 11th, 2002 on Raw, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H would have a situation like that. Um, Stephanie and Hunter were on the verge of divorce, and Stephanie concocted a scheme to renew their vows when she hired an actor to portray a doctor, telling Triple H that she was pregnant. Prior to the ceremony, Triple H found out the truth, but didn't reveal it until the end of the ceremony. He gave his uh, father-in-law, Vince, pedigree and let Stephanie know that it was over between them. I remember this. Don't have anything really to say about it. It was what it was. Yeah, I, I, this was very ho-hum to me. And this is why I was saying earlier about them just trying to repeat what worked before right. and not getting much, much mileage out of it at this time. And so if I were ranking weddings, though, number two on my most memorable list would be our next one. And that is September 12th, 2002 on Friday Night Smackdown, Billy and Chuck. So the commitment got mainstream publicity because it involved two men. And so the marriage ceremony was performed by this old man. But before the ceremony ended, both wrestlers backed out and had a confrontation with Rico uh, saying that it was only a publicity stunt and they blamed Rico. And then Rico got upset. But then the minister revealed himself to be Eric Bischoff the raw general manager at the time, Stephanie McMahon was the SmackDown general manager. She was there and he ripped off his makeup and said, did somebody say three minutes, which resulted in three minute warning came out, coming out and destroying Billy and Chuck. Just priceless, priceless stuff. This was fantastic. I love it. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Leonard? Well, you didn't mention that the Godfather also came out with his hose trying to lure Billy and Chuck back to that's true the, yeah. the, the side of good quote unquote I'm making air quotes for those who are not watching um as as, as it were yeah this, this got a lot of I think this was booked as like the Smackdown season premiere with me saying how can you have a season premiere when you don't have an off season when you're just constantly putting out new episodes right um you know this may have been the first time they tried that idea and i think they had done that a few times oh this is a season premiere right you, well you don't take a season off yeah i mean this got probably more uh, mainstream exposure than it should have just because of what it was um you know i'm gonna make any direct comments on what they were trying to do here but it kind of fell apart on them but they they did the best idea i think was just having bischoff in the scooby-doo moment reveal himself that's and good then, moment. I like that. Yeah. And then the three minute warning got such a face pop. I mean, it's a great pop if you go back and you listen when they came out. And it was a great build. And it's interesting because they had always been heels and it was always like a heel tactic. Yeah. But here it was like such a face move. It was it's a face reaction of, for sure. A face reaction. And, it, and, and it's, it was really funny. But yeah, I mean, super, super memorable for what it was. And again, not technically a wedding because at this point they were just calling a commitment ceremony. I think the idea was Billy and Chuck were committing to their friendship or something yeah. stupid like that you know but again one of those things are uh, that, that that was very very memorable and stephanie McMahon's reaction was just amazing uh, mm -hmm. again she plays her parts really well but uh let's move on january 2nd 2003 smackdown 
Al Wilson and Don Marie. Al Wilson is the actual father of Tori Wilson. Yeah, supposedly they were going to hire an actor and Tori said, eh, my dad will do it. Yeah. And he did. And yeah, Don Marie was a diva. Um, this was a feud between Don Marie and Tori. Um, after a few months of a romance there, uh, Al Wilson and Don Marie were married on TV. Don made her fiance get married in his underwear. And during the honeymoon, Don oversexed the elderly Al Wilson and he had a fatal heart attack, which is uh, hilarious. Um, I remember this. I don't really have anything to add. I thought Don Marie was uh, was underrated in terms of uh, diva attractiveness. Are you a Don Marie fan, Leonard? Yeah, I like Don Marie. And I think the thing with getting out his underwear was only so they could get her in her lingerie. Fair enough. That's the that's the only reason <laughs> that exists. Yeah, you know, I, I think. Yeah, I, I like Don Marie. I think she was underrated. Was this the best use of her or Tori? No. It was a dumb, dumb angle. Let's move on. Yeah, and there's a couple listed here on USA Pro Wrestling. I didn't watch those because no, no, I just watched the the main ones or, or right. and generally well where the main ones. So we're gonna, uh, I would say that we're gonna skip absolutely all of the the unmainstream fed ones. So we have August twenty third, two thousand four, WWE Raw, Kane and Lita. So to prevent her boyfriend Matt Hardy from being beaten up by Kane, Lita had sex with Kane. And during this encounter, Lita became pregnant. <laughs> a few months later, Matt lost a match to Kane at SummerSlam, which stipulated that Lita would have to marry Kane. And so Matt tried to stop the ceremony. Kane beat him up. And a few months later, Kane and Lita lost their child when Gene Snitsky injured Lita during a match with Kane. Again, this is the type of storylines when you read them back and if you were to read them to somebody who doesn't know a lot about wrestling, like, say, Jenny, I yeah. can imagine what the reaction would be. We watched the clip of, of this uh, as well today, and she liked Lita's black dress. And I kind of have explained that it was this unholy wedding. That's why she was in a black dress. And I did like the wall of fire that Matt and Lita run into as they try to escape. I thought it was a, a cool roadblock. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, we're now to a point where we're like, it is what it is. Exactly. We're going to say that a lot, I think, from the next several. It is what it is. Yeah. And the next one would be June 20th, 2005 on Raw. Edge mm -hmm. and Lita uh, on TV. Kane and Lita were married and were getting along better since they both shared the grief of losing their child. And in real life, Lita's boyfriend was Matt Hardy and she cheated on him with their friend Edge. So Matt Hardy went public with the story on his website and he was promptly fired by the WWE this would turn into the fans turning on Lita and the WWE had to do something about that. So they had the, the fans would start booing Lita. And then during a match between edge and Kane, Lita turned on Kane a few weeks later, she threw her wedding ring down the toilet edge and Lita's ceremony was broken up by Kane who was hiding under the ring. I remember this mainly for Lita's dress. Leonard? Yes, you better put up a picture of Lita's dress. Absolutely. Uh, good Done. God. That, that is a masterpiece of architecture to hold everything in place. <laughs> um, Kane's head coming up from underneath the ring is very comical, the way yeah. it just pops out of nowhere. And then uh, I like how he gives a tombstone to the Reverend. I was <laughs> yeah. curious as if the Reverend was like a retired worker or something. Uh, but if you go back and you watch it, the kind of cut 
but you still get the fact that his head on the tombstone pile driver is like at Kane's thighs. Like it's not even close to him. Yeah. And uh, it, it was sort of funny just the way that like Edge and Lita ran off and, it, and Kane didn't have anyone else to beat up. So he just beat up the preacher. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, the next one we have on our list here is uh, Friday Night Smackdown, September 21st, 2007. Teddy Long and Crystal Marshall. This is one I did not see. Uh, I was not really watching wrestling as much as I had been at this time. Uh, I remember this one, yes. Yeah, so this had the rosters of ECW and SmackDown in attendance. It would be disrupted by the Godfather coming out to, you know, ask Teddy Long, you know, to, you know, come aboard the hoe train. It was interrupted by Jillian singing. And so most of the guests would leave uh, with the Godfather. Um, you would have Vince McMahon's leprechaun son, Hornswoggle, and Jonathan Coachman messing around with each other. And eventually Hornswoggle will go under Crystal's dress with Jonathan Coachman. Um, eventually, just as Teddy Long was about to say I do, he had a heart attack, which apparently was revealed to have been because of taking Viagra before the wedding. But uh, the most interesting part of this to me was the fact that one of the groomsmen was Butch Reed, <laughs> who, was, yeah. who was there. Ron uh, Simmons and Butch Reed were both involved. Ron Simmons was the best man. And when I watched this, the thing I thought about was, wouldn't it have been so great if Butch Reed was another member of the APA? How perfect would that have been in retrospect? Yeah, I think it would have been awesome if like somehow they would have wound up in like a six band this night and they needed another partner. <laughs> and Ron's just like, hey, Butch Reed's here. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and Butch but, is like, hey, I got my gear because I always because I'm a wrestler, man. I always got my gear. Yeah. I think that would have been that would have been awesome. I mean, I, I yeah, the only really cool thing for me about this one is that Butch Reed pops up. Absolutely. Um so the next few, I'm just going to kind of mention them all at once, are yeah. TNA involved. So we would have renewing of vows with Kurt Angle and Karen Angle. And this would result in Samoa Joe and Kevin Nash coming down to beat Kurt Angle up. It would end with the minister who got knocked down and his glasses came off, said, I now pronounce you man and wife, while AJ Styles was sitting there or standing there rather, and he would end up kissing Karen Angle because it looked like they got married. Um, there would later be a renewing of vows with Karen Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett with Kurt Angle, I guess, as the best man there as they stood there and insulted him. And then Kurt Angle would wreak havoc on the wedding set as it ended. That happened. There was one between Jay Lethal and SoCal Val. Obviously, I know who Jay Lethal is. Didn't remember SoCal Val in any way. That happened at Slammiversary in 2008. And that was ruined by the best man, Sanjay Dutt. Who... Well, that was during the period where Jay Lethal was doing his black machismo gimmick. Right. He was and... dressed as he was trying to do a parody on uh, Randy um, there. On the Randy Savage wedding. And so Cal Val was, I believe, going as Miss Val at the point or something of that nature. Right. And yeah, if you don't remember SoCal Val, take 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 a look at a few pictures. She was yeah, as Rick Flair would say, all the way live. <laughs> yeah. Uh that that at the SoCal Val J. Lethal ceremony was George the Animal Steel, Coco Beware, and uh Jake Roberts, which is just 
about as random as it gets. So yeah. Leonard, it was whoever they could find. It was whoever they could find that was around at that time. Right. Yeah, I don't really have any other, other comments on the TNA weddings. Um, I, I was aware of them. This was actually a period where I was kind of watching TNA. So, but, you know, again, an idea of them trying to pop a rating. Right. Um, our last uh, one on the list I have here um, is 2008, June 18th, 2008, uh, SmackDown, Edge and Vicky Guerrero. Um, the uh, ceremony, were, the wedding reception was featured during the show as La Familia set up their table at the top of the ramp. The GM of SmackDown, Vicky Guerrero, was able to make matches for her family's amusement. The end of the telecast featured Triple H showing a video that he secretly recorded a veg making out with the wedding planner who would turn out to be Alicia Fox. I remember portions of this. Don't really care about it. I love I loved Edge's character at this time. I just the whole Edge Vicky Guerrero thing was what it was. So watching this back, I, I love how Triple H says, I'm here for what all these people are here for. And then the crowd pops. It's like them going, yay, he said people and I'm a people. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like him saying, you know, here in Wichita or wherever and getting a pop. Just him saying these people, they went, yay. Um, and the crowd pops. Actually, if you watch the, the hidden video, you listen, the crowd pops for Edge kissing Alicia Fox, which yeah. tells you how much of a heel Vicky Guerrero is, because if cheating on her makes you a face. Yeah. They hate her guts. Yeah. So true. that's what I got out of this one. Now, there may be more than this, but I actually ran across three others that I'm going to make quick, quick mention of. And there may be more and people can mention that in the comments or what have you. But um, the next one that I came across past this point was Daniel Bryan and AJ Lee on Raw from July 23rd, 2012. Vince McMahon comes out, interrupts and makes AJ Lee the general manager of Raw which causes her to ditch Daniel Bryan because she's like, I'd rather have this power than the I remember that. Yes. Uh, so it was kind of a hot shot, nonsensical angle. She wasn't the raw general manager for very long. I was never a big AJ Lee fan, uh, which may get me some hate, but I think she looked great here in this dress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there was, and you've got to remember this one, Bobby Lashley and Lana from Raw of December 30th, oh, 2019. Geez. Yeah. And now Lana and Rusev also had a wedding ceremony as well, which got interrupted by Roman Reigns. I didn't really make any notes on that one, but that was one that happened too. This one I actually had a lot to say about because the big angle here was Liv Morgan showed up. And when I was watching it live, I said, she's going to say that she's in love with Lana. And I actually watched this with Jenny today. And Jenny said, yeah, that girl's going to say she's with that other girl, right? I said, yes, that's correct. <laughs> I would also like to point out that Liv Morgan is wearing like a pantsuit with jacket, but this side, the left side is cut off and yeah. just her boob is hanging out. I remember that. Uh, like in a like in a boob sling. It looks really weird. Um, but Any point did Jenny say to you, why do you watch this? No, she 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 didn't. I mean, we've watched some other other wrestling stuff. What a nice lady she is, then. Yes, she, I mean she loves me. She's gonna marry me. Come on. <laughs> and then the other thing she said is like, either someone's gonna get shoved into that giant cake, or someone's gonna come out of the giant cake. Yeah, that always happens. The cake. Both is things happen. Yeah. Rusev comes out of the cake and attacks Lashley, 
And then Liv Morgan shoves Lana into the cake. And I also told Jenny that I was going to wear Bobby Lashley's sleeveless tux with no shirt on underneath for our wedding as well. Bring the guns out for. If I was coming, I would definitely do that. Yes, I'm. I'm not quite as buff as as Bobby Lashley, but that was just a giant mess. It was a hat on a hat because you <laughs> either do the Liv Morgan angle or the Rusev angle. You don't do both. No, yeah, true. And, and the, then the, the whole Lana Lashley thing was just so, yeah, so ill conceived. Well, and I mentioned and I mentioned this to Jenny that she was surprised that that Lana and Rusev really were married, and I said, well, they didn't want them to announce that and that a lot of the stuff that they did after that was for punishment for announcing their their wedding right um and then the last one that i had notes on was from last summer and i don't have the exact date but it was rosemary versus johnny bravo on impact oh, and okay. that ended in a murder mystery where the lights go out and johnny bravo gets shot and and it ends with with tommy dreamer on his knees with with uh, Road Warrior animal face makeup on, which I missed why he was dressed like Road Warrior animal. And then Tommy Dreamer's on his knees screaming no dramatically as they cut off. And I, be- and I, uh, I believe it's maybe Fala Ba was dressed as the State Puff Marshmallow Man. And Johnny Bravo is wearing giant earmuffs and Rosemary's dressed as Beetlejuice. And Father James Mitchell is doing the vows, the satanic vows. And if you watch it, I don't think they told James Mitchell what was going to happen because it seems like he keeps waiting on something. Like he says, you know, does anyone here object? And he waits and nothing happens. And he goes, okay, all right. No, that that one went through. And then like he says, Rosemary does her vows and she does. And he's like, okay. And like, it's like they didn't so tell there was great The great communication then. It, I mean, they might've, but the way that he was coming across Every time that he would say, you know, here, do this, they would do it. And then like he would wait and then nothing would happen. And then he would just continue on. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm so sad that I don't watch more impact, but no, I do remember that because that was uh, a thing that of course Jim Cornette really lampooned on his uh, podcast. I watched a lot of the Jim Cornette podcast and then I went in and, and, you know, watched it and I watched it again today and it was just a giant bag of mess. And I don't know if they ever revealed who shot Johnny Bravo. I didn't look that far. Um, but uh, it was one of those things they were trying to do during the pandemic. It should be mentioned this was an empty arena kind of thing. And, um, you know, you got, I, I was about ready to say you got to give them point, impact points for trying, but I don't think you do have to give them points for trying. No, I don't think you do, but uh, no. I haven't seen it. So, yeah. No, look, yeah. look it up. It's, as I just said, it's a giant bag of mess. Yeah, and as you said, you know, the weddings are it's an attempt to pop a rating and uh, usually get a feud going or continue a feud. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they can be used really well. Um, I think a lot of them in recent memory haven't been used very well. Yeah, and there uh, may be more than the ones that, that we mentioned. Sure. Uh, as I said, we hit some more of the more memorable ones. and One um, that was supposed to happen that didn't happen mm-hmm. was... Um, that Colonel Parker and Sherry Martell were going oh, yeah. to be married on an episode of uh, Clash of the Champions on TBS. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, you know, until the returning Medusa came out and was going to put an end to the whole wedding, but that uh, that didn't happen. But, I believe uh, Medusa and Sherry then fought, fought in the parking lot or something of that nature. And there were supposed to be a few coming out of that. And I think Harlem Heat was involved. And 
um, was, uh, when bunkhouse buck was there and Dick Slater and right. Yeah. So I do remember that. Cause I love the clash of the champions. I religiously watched the clash of the champions. So I did watch that. And, and yeah, I think it was just, they were supposed to, and Medusa broke it up. And I don't even think they got to the altar. I think this was a breakup. I remember a fight outside. Yeah. But yeah, that, that puts an end to our show here on, on weddings. Um, and, you know, I don't think either of us have anything to add other than what we already have. No, I would just say I hope none of these things that we talked about happen at my wedding. Absolutely. We hope that Leonard's wedding goes smoothly and that there are no issues. Um, but I will add that if there is some issue that comes up, you just kind of got to go with the flow. Um, there's always there's always something that happens. Certainly there wasn't mine. Um, yeah. But uh, I obviously hope that everything goes smoothly and it's a great day yeah and you know i i was the best man uh my friend craig's wedding who's the best man for me and i told chad the story that uh of, of what happened at craig's wedding that i had to uh, work on behind the scenes uh to get fixed uh and it was that's an amusing story to tell so that's the best thing that you can hope for that something does happen hey at least it's a fun story you can tell i, promise I will not send a gift with a cobra and i won't pop out of the cake and destroy things so yeah that's all i'm asking for right well let us know what you think of wrestling weddings let us know if there's any we missed um there might be who who knows but yeah. uh please comment uh check us out on apple Podcasts and spotify give us five star review like our video here subscribe to our channel all that great stuff uh for leonard my name is chad and we will see you next week